This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for checking this out. Thanks for listening in. Hey, it's October and Halloween's coming up. So now is as good a time as any to ask, what are you afraid of? What scares you? What makes you want to run in hide? As FDR famously said, The only thing we have to fear is fear. Well, actually, it turns out there's a longer list than that. Uh, (laughs) There's a a survey out. Chapman University has started publishing its survey of American fears. This is the third year for the study, and it is a brilliant PR move, by the way, public relations move. I, I had never heard of Chapman University before 2014. Now I'm sharing their information with you on my podcast. If you want free publicity... Find something you can be an expert in and release an annual report on that. The press eats that kind of thing up. Well done, Chapman. Nice job. All right. So what are Americans afraid of? Well, the way the Chapman survey works, they ask over 1,500 adults to say whether they were not afraid, afraid, or very afraid of a variety of topics. These topics were split up into 10 different categories, crime, economics, environment, government, illness and death, immigration, man-made disasters, natural disasters, personal fears, relationships, and technology. There are several interesting things that came out of the survey. Generally, fear of crime wasn't that high up on the list. Fear of terrorism and fear of identity theft were the only two crimes in the 10 most common fears. When you look at things like being murdered or sexually assaulted or suffering police brutality or being mugged, only two out of every 10 Americans said they were afraid or very afraid of those things. 27% of us are afraid of mass shootings. 30% are afraid of drunk driving. No, what scares us more than that is government restrictions on firearms. Nearly 40% of us said we were afraid or very afraid of the government trying to take away our guns. Almost twice as many people were afraid of becoming defenseless than were afraid of being attacked in the first place, which suggests The reason we are not more afraid of becoming victims of crime is that we are prepared to fight back. See, Thomas Jefferson once remarked that an unarmed man may be attacked with more confidence than an armed man. His observation over 200 years ago still rings true in America today. And Americans are afraid that the government he helped found back then will ignore his wisdom today. That's why in the wake of each and every mass shooting, when President Barack Obama and the Democrats call for more gun control, their words fall on deaf ears. The people are more afraid of gun control than they are of the mass shootings. And as long as it remains that way, legislation is going to have a hard time getting passed. And frankly, I think that's a good thing. 
About one-third of Americans are afraid of global warming or climate change. One out of every three. But more of us are afraid of an economic or financial collapse. And since every proposal to fight climate change is expensive and practically useless, the people aren't in favor of cutting carbon if it means cutting the economy at the same time. You know what else more people are afraid of than global warming? Obamacare. <laughs> See, people are more afraid of the crisis created by Barack Obama than we are the crisis peddled by Al Gore. That's probably because Obamacare is a real man-made disaster, whereas climate change is not. More people are afraid of reptiles than they are of global warming. Which, I think, I think that's a little odd because, well, reptiles, which are cold-blooded animals, actually do better in warmer weather, so. <laughs> the items we fear the least are what Chapman University calls personal fears or relationship fears, those two categories. These include fears of people talking about you behind your back, dead last on the list, or being cheated on, or needles, or dogs, or zombies. All of these are frightening to about one in 10. But at the top of the list are three very telling fears. 40% of us fear not having enough money for the future. And since the average American hasn't had a significant pay raise since the 1990s, that fear seems pretty reasonable. It's also a fear that is caused in part by government. Our current government policies have been restricting the growth of businesses, encouraging the influx of cheap foreign labor here and even cheaper labor abroad through our trade agreements. All of that hurts the potential of the average American to make more money. No wonder Trump has become a political force. A large number of us are afraid of the very issues he's brought up during the best moments of his campaign. The second most common fear in America today is terrorist attack. 41% of us fear another terrorist attack. This is also a, a fear that's based on reality. Since we can't go a single month without a terrorist attack happening either here or in Western Europe, our government seems to think that we should just get used to these homegrown terrorists. Oh, can't stop them. There's, oh, it's too hard. We are told that if we blame radical Islamists, that we are Islamophobes and racists and baskets of deplorables. But what 41% of us realize is that we are not a basket of deplorables, but we are targets for jihadis. So what's the biggest fear in America? If you read the Chapman survey last year, or in 2014, you already know. Because it's been the number one fear all three years of the survey. Six out of every 10 Americans fear this. It's, it's the only topic that a majority of us fear. It's government corruption. More than nuclear war, more than tornadoes, more than spiders, more than ghosts, more than having a loved one die. We fear government corruption. 
And like the other two fears in the top three, we have a good reason to fear this. It's because it's actually happening and it's hurting us every day. The IRS is targeting regular Americans who disagree with the politics of the president. That's corruption. The FBI intentionally botched their investigation into Hillary Clinton because she was the Democrat Party's presidential nominee. That's corruption. The EPA ignores its own standards in an effort to regulate coal out of existence. The net result of those regulations won't create any measurable influence on global temperatures, but will put thousands of Americans out of work and drive up the energy costs for the rest of us. That is corruption. Federal agencies like the EPA, the IRS, and the Bureau of Land Management have hired snipers. Snipers. What do accountants need with snipers? All the while, the most corrupt person to ever be nominated by a major party to be president of the United States of America is Hillary Clinton. She sold our uranium to the Russians in exchange for a donation to her family's foundation. She gave special access to foreign companies with connections to brutal dictators while she was Secretary of State after they gave millions of dollars to that same Clinton Foundation. She hid her emails from the American people on her own private server because she was more afraid of you learning what she was up to than she was about the Chinese learning what the Americans were up to. She lied to you and the rest of the world about the real cause of the attack in Benghazi in order to get Barack Obama reelected. She has decided it's important for her and her staff to have a public opinion they share with you and a different private opinion they hide from you on every single political issue. And everything I'm saying here about Secretary Clinton can be backed up with hard evidence as being fact. Too much of what comes out of her mouth cannot. So it's no wonder that 60% of Americans are afraid of government corruption. We would be willfully ignorant not to be afraid. But what is also ignorant is to vote for the very personification of that corruption. You see, corruption is like fire in some ways. If you don't fight it, if you just leave it alone, it's going to spread. But unlike fire, you can't fight corruption with corruption. That's why Hillary Clinton can't stop this fear. I, I don't think fear is a good thing. A healthy concern, a cautious respect, those things can save your life, but fear can cripple you into inaction. This is how Yoda put it. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I think the fear Americans feel about government corruption has already led to anger. That anger fueled the rise of the Tea Party. And when that didn't work, to the rise of Donald Trump. If the bureaucrats and the politicians in Washington don't start to take this message seriously, our anger will turn to hate. And there will be suffering.
It's time for our people to stop having to fear our government. And it's time for our government to rediscover its healthy respect for the people. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory